Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, plebs and plebettes and all you little pleblets that love joining and listening to the Once Bitten podcast and the guests that come on to share their big ideas and visions and companies that they're building. And that is what's happening here today. Bitwage has been built by Jonathan Chester and team. And he's here today to explain exactly what they can do for you as a pleb if you want to start stacking and converting your a part of your salary into Bitcoin. They have the method for you to do that. They have the platform. More importantly, if you're a company that wants to offer Bitcoin as a wage or as a salary, these guys have the plug and play option. It's a really exciting project and they've been around for a long time. They know what they're doing. It's it's a product ready to go. It's ripe. And here they are talking about it today. So Jonathan, thanks for coming on the show. Before we get into the interview, make sure you are stacking sats, please guys. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten in the US of A. They have you covered across all 50 states. DCA app across Europe. Same kind of service. You can use relay.ch forward slash bitten. Download the app and start stacking some sats. That will save you on commission. Coin Corner. Corn Corner, as they should rebrand themselves. Dot com. Uh, Autobuys. Set them up with the Coin Corner guys. Molly and Danny. You follow them on Twitter. They're always firing out some great content. The link is in the show notes. And, of course, you have to take control of your coins. If you're not, you're doing it wrong. Guys, seriously, I'm calling you out. You've got to get a hardware wallet. You can go to shipcrypto.ch forward slash bitten and get a 5% discount on the Bitbox 02, which is a Bitcoin-only hardware wallet. And if you want to get across to the conference, hit the link in the show notes or use code bitten at checkout to save a 10% discount on Miami 2022. Enjoy this app. We are recording. No, We're with Jonathan Chester from no. Lauren. What's the name of the company? I've told you the last <laughs> I don't know. four times in the last I can't 10 minutes. <laughs> because you won't pay attention. I was. Listeners, I was, this I is what I have to deal with all the time. Jonathan, I don't know if you've listened to the Once Bitten podcast, but I get a lot of shit from the listeners saying, Lauren runs the show. She's the real diamond. You're just like, <laughs> like I carry her every freaking minute, guys. Seriously. Wait, wait. I think I, I think I remember. Okay. I, I'm not sure if it's called that, and I don't want to. <laughs> this is Jonathan Chester, CEO of Bitwage. Oh yeah, Bitwage. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, so what's wage? What's you? You have to be very clear. Like, what is wa- a, a wage? wage yeah. A wage, right? Okay, yes. Um, oh, what? Do- what is a wage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think this is this is actually a, a U.S. centric term, but a wage, a salary, a paycheck. Th- these are all kind of the 
the same thing. It's what you get paid from your employer. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you get your wages. Um, so like when I give you uh, some money, some sats at the end of each month for, for helping on the podcast, yeah. they are your wages or your salary, like uh, Jonathan just said. Have you any, not heard those words before? Not really. No. no. Well, you're not. You wouldn't, I guess, at the age of ten. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and I don't deal with banks and stuff. No, nor will you ever have to. This is the beauty of it, Lauren. Bitcoin. You want? What was I doing this morning when you come into banks? God, yes, of course, I was because I have to do that all the damn time because I still have a foot in the legacy system because I spent twenty years being banked, which was, yeah. you know. A good thing in a way, but now we're trying to extricate that and you won't ever have to deal with it. Yeah. And if you if you get your wage directly in Bitcoin, you don't have to be banked, right? Yeah. You can literally drop your bank forever. And this is what Jonathan's company does. So are you like, yeah. are you like taking bits from the bank and putting it into Bitcoin or are you just leaving everything in the bank? What, me personally or yeah. Jonathan? What, like, what? But you. Right. Okay. And then you can ask Jonathan yeah, the same question. Yeah. So, so for me, um, yes, I have a lot uh, before you were born and uh, all throughout your childhood. I, uh, when I was working, I would be gone all day to earn that money. Uh, Bitcoin wasn't around then. So I just tried to save as much as I could. And there were different saving vehicles and different financial investments that you could make. Some of them are tied up. So I spend a lot of time trying to get them out. So I can put them into Bitcoin because mm -hmm. Bitcoin is what I believe in and I don't believe in the old system anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so did you uh, want to ask that then to Jonathan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot the question. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do you, basically is what, do you use banks or do you use Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, I, you know, the, the, the simple answer is that I think of Bitcoin as my as my savings account, right? So, but I live in the world that uses fiat currencies to spend for rent and food and, and these sort of things. So, you know, my day to day expenses are are still with banks, unfortunately. Right. Okay. But in 10 years time, this will all be gone. And when you are, you know, you, by the time you get to 18 or 20, you'll just be able to live your life on the Bitcoin that you earn right now. So put the put the effort in, rake the leaves, you know, I do the podcast work. I already get with the podcast, yep, exactly. so I, I, don't, I don't need to do no, anything. No, you do. you got to make hay while the sun shines. What you, do you mean? You, you get, stack as much Bitcoin as you can. Fine, just put all my bank account savings in there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's, a, we can have that discussion. Anyway, do you want to say uh, good night yeah, to okay, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Good afternoon. <laughs> good night. Oh, bye. All right, mate. Thank you. She's good. Don't know what's up for us. Definitely crazy today. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a, I have a five month old daughter. Um, and uh, it's a different kind of crazy today. Wow. Congrats, <laughs> man. Is that, is that yeah. number one or are you, uh, are you stacking? One, number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> how well how's um there, there's a good there's a great place to start how, how's that changed your mindset well it's definitely gotten me waking up earlier in the morning yeah so uh I, uh the slow transformation from a night owl to a to a morning owl um but uh yeah i mean you know it, when, when you have a child your your whole perspective on 
on life changes because it's like, okay, you know, I want to do so much to, 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 to help this little thing grow up and be a, uh, you know, uh, have a happy life, um, potentially be a productive member of society as well. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's a lot more focus on like family, right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, opposed to the self, which I think is, you know, it, it, it's, it's so, it's so eye opening when you have a kid, like the, the way I think about it is, you know, it's so, it's so easy to kind of complain about, about kids, especially when they're, when they're very young. And for people who don't have kids, it's really easy to, to understand the complaints, but it's impossible to describe sort of the, 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 the upside of the kid, because it's just this, this so much love and such a feeling that's impossible to describe until you, until you actually have one. And, you know, I'm just full of it now. <laughs> it's profound, man. It, it's such a, the, the, that moment. Um, and, and it, it, it doesn't wear off either. You know, it's not just like, uh, you have that, that feeling with number one, it's the same with number two and the same with number three. It's, uh, it's, it's truly amazing. Uh, yeah. And, um, it does shape your mind. Like, it just starts it, 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 and it's, it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just wondering, you have, you have three kids Four. Lauren, four. Is, oh, wow. yeah, Lauren is a twin. So we've had oh. three pregnancies and four kids, you know, it's, uh, I joke, I, I you know, I, I mess around with my, uh, with my wife and I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, it's amazing, right? I had sex three times in my life and I got four kids. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, been absent ever since and, 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 and yeah, before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh you know, it's um and that in itself, that that twin pregnancy, twin um twin birth, man, just like how, yeah, how was how was hell? that? And was that the last the were the last kids twins or yeah, yeah. We went from two to four pretty quick. Yeah, we doubled down. Um it was uh, it was that was that was another life-changing moment. Uh but then Nothing can you pr prepare you for it. Uh, and um, you think, even though you've gone to all of the meetings and whatever else, and you've been told what to expect, uh, I, I still was in there expecting, you know, once number one was was out, uh, we didn't know the sex of the babies or anything. Uh, and, um, you know, there's no cesarean, even though we'd been pushed by the fiat medical system that wants to schedule their, their birth, um, their, their diaries around your pregnancy, right? This is a whole rabbit hole we can go down probably. Sure. But yeah, yeah, the midwife, basically, we, we were in Singapore, we were under private health. And the lady was like, uh, Oh, yeah, well, if you have a cesarean, then I can fit you in on like nine o'clock on uh, Monday morning, summer conference the week after we're like, what? <laughs> like, no, like, <laughs> well, how about just should we just see how this plays out and how long this goes and we'll come into the hospital once you know things have started moving uh, you know to a certain rate and then we just have the baby like as normally and as naturally as we possibly can uh so we even ended up having to change doctors um but anyway whatever so i was expecting after the first one all right where's number two that took an extra hour to an hour and a half and in fact it was a whole another labor I was oh, like, wow. oh my God, they don't show this in the movies. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. um, it was, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, Dang, um, hour, yeah. Hour and how, how long, how long was the whole prop like from, from the beginning of the contraction to the, 
to the... Oh, uh, I really don't remember. It was like a classic case. Oh, no, yeah, it was a long one because um, uh, because it needed extra attention because of the twin pregnancy. So we were in like, uh, okay. I think, a good night before and under um, a lot of... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Observation. Uh, right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long one, man. It was uh, it was a long one. Uh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, for, for us, um, like I think at, at around like nine p.m., uh, uh, my wife's water broke, but you know we didn't know like if it was the water breaking or not. So we called the doctors. They're like, yeah, it probably. But you shouldn't come in now. Wait like a few hours because once you come in, you're going to be stuck here. And like, it's going to be like a long process. So, all right. Well, then, uh, you know, we waited until 1 a.m. We went to the doctor. They confirmed, yeah, the water broke. Um, and they say, but you're not having contractions. So like we had you know, either you can wait a day and there'll be, there might be some complications or we induce. And we're just like, well, we don't want complications. So we, we tried the induction. She said, you know, I don't think that the baby's going to be born today. I think it's going to be born tomorrow. And like, okay, well, whatever. So we, at, uh, I think four o'clock in the morning, they give us the, 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 they give my wife the medicine for, for, for the inductions. And they say, you know, two hours, it'll be intense. Two hours, it'll calm down. We'll give you more. After two hours, it did not stop being intense. And at the fourth hour, it, it's so intense. And, you know, my wife's like, is it supposed to be like this? And they're like, oh, wow. Like, no, you're having like major real contractions. Um, and then so so then we have to like start the, the, you know, all the preparations of labor. So what? That was eight. Then another four. Then four hours later, you know, like they weren't they weren't really. You know, they gave her the 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 uh, was that needle called um, epidural? Yeah, yeah, the epidural. Yeah. And they they're like, oh, it could still be twelve hours. And the doctor, you know, she's feeling more and more pressure. And the doctors don't want to check anything because they just think, oh, like there's no way that's going to happen in less than twelve hours. Um, and four hours later, she's complaining so much. Uh, we get the doctor to come in. They're they're like, oh, you're ten centimeters. <laughs> we have to go now. Oh my god. <laughs> and they actually had to tell her to not push because they didn't have anything set up and they needed to like get all the doctors to come around and get everything set up. And it just, yeah, it was like, boom, eight hours uh, from the beginning of induction and she was born. Man. Wow. And then, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's life changed forever. Right. As we were talking at, uh, at the beginning here um, it's um, yeah, it's a total minds mindset shift. I wonder wonder how many Bitcoiners out there, uh, that I know there's a lot of younger guys in the space, um, haven't even, I mean, this is one thing that gets talked about, right? Um, Bitcoin being hope and, you know, having that savings technology and, you know, being able to make better decisions for the future. Uh, and yeah. um, I've heard kids as young as like, you know, in their early 20s talk about, yeah, well, when I've got a family, it's not even a question. And that's the way it should be, right? What was, it's been you turned on us by the, the the mainstream media and all of the um, climate crisis hysterics that are out there saying, you know, you, the and the depopulationists and all the it's just so sickening to hear that. Um, and and it, it makes me so happy to hear 
Bitcoin is talking about the future and talking about starting families and, and thinking about it. And, and I get a lot of messages from people who do have kids who are a little bit older, uh, who are now thinking about homeschooling, which, mm. um, you know, if you've separated money from state, you will separate education from state as well. That's like, mm. that's, it's not even a question. You get to a certain point, you're like, no, nah, I'm drawing the line on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that, you know, one of the key points you're talking about is this idea of generational wealth, right? Um, Bitcoin really changes, you know, the concept of saving money on its head, because as we all know, fiat currencies are designed with inflation in mind, right? I think like Fed want, you know, ideally targets 2% inflation a year. Um, yeah. And you know, it's like saving money, losing 2% a year. And that's, that's, that's good, right? You go to countries around the world and, you know, 10%, 20%, 30% a year is not necessarily unheard of, right? You can look at what's happening in Nigeria or Argentina, right? Where um, local currencies are just getting printed into oblivion. And so with, with Bitcoin really changed this entire mindset, which is, you know, as value increases in the world, you know, as, when Bitcoin becomes that world reserve currency, Bitcoin is going to grow at that rate, right? It's going to grow. It's going to have that real rate increase, you know, and it's also going to increase by like the global average inflation rate. Mm -hmm. So you can actually save money in Bitcoin, whereas with dollars, you, you can't. You got you to gotta do something risky with your money. To, 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 you know, you got to put in the stock market. You got to, you actually have to bet on a particular company in order to fight inflation. Um, whereas with Bitcoin, you just have your money and, 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 and you save, right? Um, so it's a no brainer. It's a complete no brainer, but it's a total uh, brain rewiring. And, and all of these other consumer goods that um, people get like attracted to, to, they're basically just out there seeking a store of value and they're buying wine or they're buying watches or they're buying um, some kind of antiques or, you know, all of the, these go ahead and buy them, but they're consumer goods. They shouldn't be the speculative store of value that, you know, you're, you're going to buy a case of wine and then pay a third party to store it for you in a carve somewhere. God knows where you're never even going to set eyes on a thing. And hopefully you can sell it in 10 years time for a bit, for, for more money. But you never tasted the wine. <clears throat> you never set eyes on the wine. You've paid all the storage fees, and it's more than likely not outpaced the real inflation rate of whatever it might be between fifteen and twenty-five percent. But this is how desperate people are, and this is why markets get made around these other consumer goods. Classic cars, another one. Like you know, I'm all up for it. You know, I'm going to go find myself a nice DB9 one day, like uh, you know, a, 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 some kind of classic old James Bond car, but um, to use. Not to have somebody store it in a, a, like an airtight garage, right? I mean, I, I, I think that I think that even uh, even gold, right? Which I think classically might have made sense as a store of value, but you know, it made sense as a store of value when you couldn't communicate with someone more than ten feet away from you, right? Uh, now, now that we live in a fast-paced society. The expectation of the world has changed, right? The expectation of what you should be doing in the world has changed. And so gold can't fit in that standard. It doesn't have the, the capacity or the ability 
to um, maybe maybe it can store value, but it can do it in a in a very expensive way, in a very slow way, right? Um, it was it was great when things moved slowly, um, but in today's world, if you were if you move as slowly as gold moves, you're being left behind, right? Um, I, I can't today. I could I could send you you know, Bitcoin directly on chain, you know, in 10 minutes for an unlimited amount of money, I could do it instantly with lightning for small amounts of money. If I were trying to do that with gold, whether it's, you know, a dollar worth of gold or a million dollars worth of gold, I, I, I can't imagine it would take less than a week for you to get it. Right. You, you've got some <laughs> phone calls to make before you do anything. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not just I mean, how do you covered, even, right? It's, how do you even trust someone to send a million dollars of gold from me to you, right? Like, if, you, if you're trying to ship this on a boat somewhere, how, how, like, I can't even, there's so much centralization risk in moving that amount of money mm -hmm. uh, on top of how slow it is and how costly it is, right? Um, that uh, you, you basically just can't exist in a, in a global digital world without... Uh, uh, without Bitcoin, right? At least if you want to be able to save money in a riskless way, right? I mean, of course, you know, today there's some there's some risk around Bitcoin, especially if you don't know Bitcoin, you don't understand Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin is still is still growing. I, the way that I like to think about Bitcoin is, as long as it's volatile, it's early, right? Yeah. The sign of maturity in Bitcoin is stability. Bitcoin is going to be a state a really boring non-sexy stable asset right one day <laughs> yeah. yeah like when you're getting your direct then, deposit, then what are we gonna do on bitcoin twitter i mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but the but the reality is then you, you know you're gonna have your savings account and you won't need to take risk mm -hmm. right to to save your money uh you won't need to take risk to have your money in a digital form that doesn't degrade over time um and that's a big thing. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I put my retirement money in a pension fund. That's not risky. But it actually is because at the end of the day, that pension fund is taking your money and betting it on companies. Maybe they're putting it in hedge funds and then the hedge funds are betting it on companies. But at the end of the day, it's all being bet on these systems that uh, will, will, will not exist forever. Um, and it's all being managed by people who are taking a, a, a cut of that uh, as well. So at the end of the day, all the all these investments are, are are risky investments for 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 making money or hedging inflation. Mm -hmm. And when we get to you know the Bitcoin standard, uh, you're going to have a riskless way to do that, and it's going to be uh, you know uh, getting accumulating you know, real world, real utility growth, real, real growth. Uh, and, you know, being that inflation hedge and, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for, for that. Yeah, me too. And the, these, these funds that you're talking of as well, you can, it, they're so like the, the fund managers and the people and the pension um, managers and whatever else, they just don't care. They just mm -hmm. don't care. It's just numbers on the screen to them. They don't know you exist. And that is, that's built for a reason that way. Uh, I remember going through 2020 when I was just trying to freaking go 
ape in, you know, as with all of these investment stuff that I was talking about uh, to to Lauren about at the beginning of the show, I was like, right, I'm going to call this guy. And I'd got deep into the weeds of one of the investments that I'd set up through a financial advisor, and then uh, picked a company and then blah, blah, blah. It's like, who the hell actually runs this fund? And I started going down the rabbit hole on Morningstar and whatever else and, and found the actual guy that was supposedly managing the fund, one of the funds that I'd been put into. Um, not, no way, no way were they going to take a phone call. Mm-hmm. And I tried several times. <laughs> but you hit the gatekeeper and I was pretty adept at getting past gatekeepers in the past. But this woman, no. And it's always the same story. We get referred to your financial advisor. You get, and then you speak to your financial advisor. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to have any clue because they've got six hundred other clients, and you're the one that just is the pain in the ass that keeps asking these annoying questions. So you invest your money into these things, and they're, they're just a black hole. They're a bottomless pit, and you have exactly what you said. They're just flipping that into like a Vanguard or some kind of ETF tracker or something. They're, they're not actively managing this stuff. They don't care. And they're following the incentives that they've been given by the um, by the other side of, you know, of that fence. It's like, we'll place your money with us and we'll give you this amount of kickback. And it's, mate, it's just sick. And I can't wait to be rid of all of them and completely in Bitcoin. But it takes some time. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because... Um just going back on, on, onto the pension, the pension idea, right. The, the whole pension concept, it, it's kind of got this like very similar um, misconception of risk for people kind of like, kind of like DeFi, right. DeFi mm-hmm. also, it's like actually the exact same misconception of risk between a pension fund and DeFi, which is I'm guaranteeing you money. And you're like, I don't know or care where that money comes from, but I'm just going to like brainlessly trust that this, this, this guarantee of money can sustainably be given to every single person that, 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 that invests in it. And what's happening on the backside with the pension funds is that, you know, they're, you know, they're, their managers are, are, are worried and just looking to how, how are they going to keep their promise? How are they not going to go into default? Right. And at the end of the day, though, it's not like, you know, if they mess up they're you know, they're out of they're out of money. It's a, it's the people who who are trusting them. Right. That that have that carry all that risk and they don't mm-hmm. even they don't even realize it. Yeah. Right. Um, same thing happening in DeFi. Right. Like, oh, I can get X five percent yield on my cryptocurrency, you know, investment. Let me just like mindlessly put all my money there and not not understand. And 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 what you don't realize is that those organizations are taking risk with your money. So that that, that means that there's risk that all your money disappears because they're actually taking way more risk. At least a pension fund is like, you know, investing based off of years experience. These guys are are are, are investing your money based on something that didn't exist four years ago, right? How so um it's uh it's just it's just pretty wild what's what's happening um in that world and and the fact that that there's just so much trust in these inherently risky things and people are 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 actually betting their like life savings or their retirement on this stuff um 
So it's just... it's mind blowing, mate. And it shows the desperation in people, uh, you know, and it's thankfully when people do come and find Bitcoin, <clears throat> it might take one, two or three passes. But once you've put that work in, everything else just starts clicking into place. Your anxiety just starts melting away and you can start thinking clearer for the future. But I, I want to back it up and find out, um, you know, when did you kind of like uh, come across Bitcoin? Where, where, where were you in life at that point? And, you know, how, how did it present itself to you? I, I, I think that the first like concept of Bitcoin that I had was not a positive one. I, I must have been like right when right when right when Bitcoin, you know, came out maybe maybe a little bit later like early early 2010 2011 um and i kind of i kind of didn't think about it because people were, were using it for, for for certain reasons um let's just let's just let's just leave it at that but um then in 2013 i came across bitcoin so i was working at oracle in their open source support division so i was um uh uh basically selling support for their Linux kernel and, and, and virtualization services. And, um, where was this, you know, where? this was at Oracle. I was in San Francisco or the oh, Bay San area. Francisco and right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So San Francisco, well, it, Oracle, 2010, 2013. How long had you been at Oracle at that point when, uh, I, I, so I only, I only spent a year at Oracle. Okay. Um, and it, it, it didn't take me long at Oracle to realize that, you, you know, working there, you're just kind of like a cog in this giant slow moving <laughs> yeah. machine. And so I just wanted to find something exciting or interesting in the world. I spent every day looking up new technologies. I came across Bitcoin. You know, people were talking about self-sovereignty, ability to bank yourself, efficiencies with international transactions, banking the unbanked. So I, I, I became really uh, excited and obsessed. Um, I was actually through a TED talk that I learned about it. So I spent really maybe a do, do you remember month which, or so. Do you remember which TED talk? Yeah, it was called Tide, Tide, Sweat, and Bitcoin, the Future of Money. And Bitcoin was just one part of it. But he, it was also, and, and I, don't, I don't even know who the speaker was, but it's not like a prominent Bitcoiner. Um, or, uh, but, you know, he was talking about how... Um, people in prisons would trade Tide um, because everyone needed to use laundry detergent. And so that became a form of money, right? Or um, with Nike, they had shoes and they would sort of track you as you ran and you got points, which you could then spend for, for Nike, Nike things. And then they talked about Bitcoin, which is this new, you know, this new digital currency. So I, I became obsessed after I watched that because he was talking about how, you know, Bitcoin spiked to, to, to over $200 you know, um, at that time. I've just and, looked it up. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Paul Kemp Robertson. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of this talk. I'm going to bookmark this so I can go back. That would be interesting to um, to go back and see that. Yeah. Yeah. June yeah, 2013, so, that, that dropped, that talk. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, um, I, the way that I, I read the white paper and I didn't know cryptography well enough to like fully comprehend it. I could only really understand like the first two pages, the high level first two pages. Um, but 
the way that I started to learn was Andreas Antonopoulos. And back then, Andreas's videos were just like him at like a bar yes. explaining it to someone. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, you know, that was that was great. And then I just spent a lot of time going to going to meetups. Right. Um, and, and, and meeting people and, and those people at those meetups are all like, you know, now doing really great things in, in the, in, in the Bitcoin and, 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 you know, greater, greater crypto industry. But, um, that was, you know, that was really interesting and eye opening. And I basically, uh, got together with someone else at Oracle because I was telling all my coworkers, you got to get Bitcoin, you got to get Bitcoin. This is going to be the next big thing. And everyone thought I was crazy. Um, but Bitcoin was surging to like that, you know, that thousand dollar 2013 uh, bubble. I don't know if you you're from if you're part of the industry from back then, but um, yeah, it, uh, that was happening, and I felt I felt like, oh yeah, I totally I totally got this. Um, you know, the, the, there was like a five x growth while I was doing this, and people connected me to another guy at Oracle who's on the technical side, who's also this this Bitcoiner, he was trying to figure out how to do Bitcoin mining. We got together and we looked at what existed in the industry, right? There were, there were wallets, there were exchanges, uh, there were merchant processors, but there's no, there's no system for, for payroll. And the idea back then was, well, if you actually look at the ecosystem of Bitcoin, right? I'm a user, I wanna get Bitcoin. So I go and buy Bitcoin. Now I've got my Bitcoin, I wanna spend it. I, I spend it with a merchant. Well, now the merchant has the Bitcoin, but there's no like service that helps the, the that merchant, you know, pay their employees or, or send out that Bitcoin uh, on a, in a scalable way. So we thought, you know, in order to close the financial loop and have Bitcoin exist within its own ecosystem, not have to rely on banks, there needed to be a payroll system. And so we we launched Bitwage to to fill that gap, right? Um, so, in 2013. 2014, 2014. Man, you guys moved quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we quit, we quit our jobs in June and we launched sort of our MVP in July. Um, of 2014? Yeah, yeah, 2014. Holy shit. Um, yeah, so we were way early, right? People, <laughs> companies did not want to offer Bitcoin payroll in 2014. <laughs> um so, so by the end of the year, we knew that like there was actually demand though for people to get paid in Bitcoin. Like you could read it on Reddit. Reddit was like the place. Now it's not the place anymore, but it, it used to be the place for, for um, Bitcoin news and conversation. And uh, so just following those channels, we knew this. So we actually created a product where individuals could sign up without their employers needing to sign up. Um, so this is like now extremely popular with like Coinbase and Strike. They launched their own sort of direct deposit, but we actually launched it back in 2014. Um, and the big difference between us and like any of those other services is that we don't actually have a wallet. Um, you give us a wallet. So we're the only system that deposits into non-custodial wallets, like your Ledger or Trezor hardware wallet or things like that. Um, and this has been kind of part of our ethos. Um, which is that we want to enable people to be their own bank. Uh, and we're, you, you cannot get unbanked uh, unless you have a direct deposit into a non-custodial non -custodial wallet. Right. Um, uh, it's just, because it, at the end of the day, it, 
at least in my mind, a custodial wallet and a bank are the same thing, except that the custodial wallet is not big enough to sort of, you know, leverage the, the, that, that advantage of being big and then using, using your money for different, for different ways. Can but, fractionally reserve your hard-earned money and then uh, <laughs> loan it out to any other Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with 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 this whole like yield thing happening, it, 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 there is now a model for for loaning out your Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if if you know that just becomes more and more prevalent on the custodial side of of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency wallets. But in any case, um, man, yeah, I gotta so- ask. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. How many, how many like uh, boardrooms or business meetings were you guys laughed out of? Like uh, 2014, <laughs> oh 2015. <laughs> like- yeah, I mean, so after that crash in 2014, <laughs> right. Bitcoin was like an extremely dirty word. I mean, um, for uh, you, we, we we still we still we still kind of. Um, feel a little burned from those times and so the word bitcoin like is not easily found on our website it's going to change we're, we're, we're changing the website so, so so we're gonna we're gonna make it front and center but um but back then like you couldn't talk to any bank you couldn't talk to any investor you couldn't talk to, to any partners the word bitcoin was this really dirty word but what emerged in 2015 was like blockchain whoa right and so one of the things that that our business started doing is um, we got really popular internationally. Um, so people would actually get paid in Bitcoin, like hundred percent of their salaries in Bitcoin internationally. And uh, what we realized is that people were doing this because, you know, there were, there were, there were various efficiencies to go through Bitcoin as opposed to the traditional method. Um, and, uh, and so we decided, okay, well, if they're, uh, doing this and converting to local currency, maybe we can also do that. So we created a, a system where, you know, we use Bitcoin as an intermediary to move to, to, to take, take dollars, pay out, you know, like Brazilian real or Philippine peso or something like that. Um, and, uh, and so when we would go into like these meetings in the U S and we were ta- talking to investors, like the way that we would have to, to, to talk about this is yes, we, you know, we are using blockchain to move the money and we're using a blockchain value token to get the money from point A to point B, right? So not explicitly saying Bitcoin um, because back then it was, it was dirty. Of course, 2017 happened and all of a sudden, like it was totally okay, you know, to, to, to say the word Bitcoin to like investors and potential partners and businesses and things like that. So 2017 happened, but still companies were not ready for Bitcoin payroll. It was, it was still very much like an international use case um, because I think that in, in most of, uh, you know, the, the modern countries, UK, the US, you know, most of the EU, um, the value proposition of like being your own bank and anti-inflation like didn't ring very true to people. Whereas internationally, it did. It totally rang true, right? People are were all, have already been for years trying to get access to the dollar because of the inflation and the corruption of both, you know, the money printing, the money printing, and the banks, right? Um, 
but uh, in uh, in 2020, this is when things started to change, right? COVID happened, cryptocurrency started going wild because of all the money printing, right? You know, specifically Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin, Bitcoin was leading, ha- has been leading the charge, and and um, and all this money, all this you know, irresponsible money printing that was that was happening globally fueled this. And now people in the U.S. are saying, wow, you know, uh, there's so much inflation. You know, the government reports, what, 6% inflation? But if you look at buying a house, if you look at the stock market, basically anything where people are storing their wealth outside of dollars, you, you know, some people say, oh, you know, COVID actually made these things more valuable. But really, I just think that the dollar became less valuable, right? And 100%. so this is... This is this is not this is this is this is real inflation, um, and so that's why people start going over going over to Bitcoin. Um, at the same time, another another thing started happening, which was the whole remote work movement. Um, and so, as remote work became more popular, we were seeing more HR organizations who um, uh, wanted to implement benefits that worked in the remote work environment, you know, having a cool office or bring your dog to work day, you know, yeah. or, 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 you know, commuter benefits no longer matter. So, so what kind of benefits for the first time, you know, traditional HR teams are like actually actively looking for Bitcoin payroll um, uh, benefits. And so the, these two things combined, um, to really push this movement forward um, and this interest forward. And, and I think that that next year uh, is going to be the beginning of, you know, the perforation into mainstream, right? We're going to get to a point where every company is actually expected to, to offer the benefit of people receiving a portion of their salary in, in Bitcoin. Um, it's, just, it's, just an obvious, it's just an obvious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of the world today as, you know, we'd gone back in time to paper checks. Um, you know, you, you got your check, you went to some, maybe a bank, you cashed it, you took that cash to, to, to your bank or you hid it underneath your couch. And in the world of Bitcoin today, it's like, you know, you get your check, you send your check to an exchange, you convert that into Bitcoin. You have to wait several days before you can actually move it off of the off of the exchange, and then you move you move it to to wherever you 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 feel secure with your money, right? And and Bitcoin payrolls, you know, and Bitcoin payroll services are just the direct deposit of of the Bitcoin of the Bitcoin world. So let's back it up and and, and kind of like uh, go through the flow. Uh, of, yeah. of how this works, right? So let, let's say maybe there's a uh, small to medium sized enterprise, you know, sitting out there thinking, huh, this is this is an option I would like to offer to my employees. Would they like to take some of their, you know, um, wages, salary and Bitcoin or 100% of it? How do they, how does it all work? Like how do they, first of all, get in touch with you? How do you onboard them? How do you explain it to them? And then how do they then... Um, pay their, uh, you know, off, offer those services to the employees and how that, you, you know, give us, paint the whole blue sky for us. Sure, sure. I mean, so there's, we have both a B2C and a B2B pro- product, right? Okay. Um, and we, it's actually offered in the UK <laughs> as well as 
in the as, as well as in the eurozone and in the u.s the b2c product i'm an account um, holder by the way oh awesome cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah. into we'll get into why in a second but uh it, it's a it's a fun story and then we can uh lead into a little bit a little bit extra but yeah go, go for it yeah yeah so so um uh, yeah, so you sign on on the BDC side. It's pretty simple. You sign up, get the bank, you get your bank details, and then you 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 put in your 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 allocation, which is like you know whatever percent you want in Bitcoin versus your local currency, um, and then you give us your address or list of addresses to cycle through, right? Um, because some people like to do that for privacy reasons. Um, and then, and then, yeah, you, you just take that and you can like, you know, at, uh, at, give that to your payroll system, or you can put it on an invoice and invoice someone with it. So when you get paid, uh, it gets converted based on, you know, your percentage preferences, and then it pays out in the U S um, oftentimes systems actually allow you to like split into two different direct deposits. Um, so you could do like, you know, 50% uh into your checking account 50 percent you know into bitcoin through bitwage um and you can do that at the payroll provider level whereas in the uk and the eu normally it's only to one bank account so you would split it on our system um and you would say you know your you know your your sort code or whatever and uh your bitcoin wallet and then each payday you you get it there um and you know it's pretty exciting stuff because uh, oftentimes you you actually get you, you you can actually get your your um, at least in the United States you can actually get your cryptocurrency uh, your Bitcoin before uh, uh, your dollars clear hit, hit with your account. bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so like literally the other day uh, I, I just reached out to a customer being like just to email him saying thank you for for using us and he said this is super cool like it still says pending on my dollars on my account but i have my i have my bitcoin <laughs> um now just moving over to the b2b side side of the business um so it it it, it it's unless you're if you're playing paying contractors it's good globally um, it's mostly automated in the United States if you're paying your employees because um, it can be it can be painful uh, outside of it. But the way it, it, it simply works is you sign up as an employer, you invite your workers, um, and then they set up like uh, how much they want to go to Bitwage um, and like the percentage split of the funds that go to Bitwage. And then we're what we're going to do. Um, is we are going to take all those preferences and actually integrate it into your payroll payroll system. Um, so uh, the admin doesn't have to do anything pretty much. And then you just get paid like normally. So, so it becomes a, a, this simple system of just the employer signs up, invites the workers, the workers set everything up, self-service, and then they get paid. So really, really simple and easy. And um, you know, basically the, the reasons why you would do one or the other, I, one, one of the, the big things for me is that when the company is offering it, they are acting as a co-educator with us, right? For B on the B2C side, you only get people who already know Bitcoin, but on the B2C side, uh, on the B2B side, you actually are bringing people in to the industry, 
right? Um, so that's that's you know from kind of the 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 the, the pie in the sky vision. It's that we're 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 trying to actually grow the pie, grow the people who get who who learn about this and get educated into this, right? Um, now, uh, in terms of like what are the actual mechanics that make it that make it better? Um, so. Uh, the main things I, I like to think about, there's automation when you don't have like a self-service direct deposit portal. So um, some companies, the employee can just change their direct deposit themselves, but others, they actually have to reach out to their HR or finance. So with the B2B, um, you'll never have to reach out to the HR and finance. It can, it can, all, get, it can all be done in an automated fashion. The other, um, we also are creating a mechanism next year for matching. Um, so what that means is like you can actually incentivize your employees to get paid in Bitcoin by saying, um, if you get at least $50 of your paycheck in Bitcoin every month, we will match $50 uh, uh, of Bitcoin into your paycheck. Um, some other things, you know, we have like expense management and invoice management software. So you could get like a reimbur reimbursement um, payback in Bitcoin. Um and the employer can manage all these things, you know, they get more visibility into the benefit, into how people are, are, are using the benefits. And, you know, my, my hope is that that then helps them make decisions on how else they could try to integrate Bitcoin into their, into their set of, of, of serv services. If, uh, if they're seeing that demand of people who want to get paid in Bitcoin. Um, the, and they can fund with different mechanisms. So they could fund with a you know traditional ACH or wire, but they could also do with credit card or with Bitcoin, right? Um, so these are kind of these are these are the 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 core benefits of offering it as a business. I think there there were a few others, but I I, I can't remember them. All, all right, no more because I, I already got a shit ton of questions. So <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I want to ask about your your um, vision as well. <clears throat> so. Before I lose my 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 uh, my track of thought, I've been uh, writing down some notes. Um, so to to clarify, B two C and B two B. So uh, B two C business to customer, any pleb can sign up a Bitwage account and then ask Bitwage. So how would they they would sign up to a Bitwage account and then uh, go to their employer and say, "Can you change the um, the payment details for my salary, please?" And that would go straight into Bitwage. And if I've chosen 50% to Bitcoin to come to me, great. And 50% to my XYZ bank account, you're handling that, right? So that that's global? Yes, that's global. So so today you can be literally anywhere in the world, except for maybe like, you know, like an OFAC sanctioned country, right? But pretty much anywhere in the world. We, I think we have people getting paid in over a hundred different countries today. Mm -hmm. um, that being wow. said, the people need to receive the money in either the US, the EU, the UK. Um, they could also probably do it in, in the Philippines and, and Brazil. We don't have people doing that, but those are that that's where. So, like, let's say you're a freelancer in India mm -hmm. working for a company in the UK or the US, you could use us. If you were right. in India working for an Indian company, we would not be available in that in that circumstance. But if you're just a pleb looking to stack sats in the UK and all over Europe, I can just go onto Bitwage, sign up an account, and now I'm stacking my monthly yep. wage 
Okay. And and you're getting it into your wallet, and there's mm-hmm. no there's no um, there's no uh, on chain fee to get that into your into your wallet. That was my next question. The business model for you guys. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If the plebs if the plebs are already getting paid at the end of the month and taking fifty percent of their wage and uh, using the the exchange, what's the upside? So of course, like the on chain fee, like you said um where are you getting your liquidity from and, and can you beat like the exchanges on on um on rates so they are you, are you is an individual getting the same so, so if you so basically if you're if you're using kind of some kind of broker service like coinbase or or square or Robinhood or, or revolut you'll you'll do better using us but if you were to like go to like a a straight up exchange and do like a trade um, and get like, I don't know, 10 basis points, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do better there. So, you know, we're, we're charging about 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what it is. You're, you're going to do better. The, the best way, the cheapest way is always to just go straight to an exchange that does like a pro pro trading outlet and do it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to do a lazy way where you just hit like a buy button on something, um, this is going to be the, the the cheapest way to do that. And, I don't and, know, and easier because than you, hitting a buy button. You, you still have to pay the charges to get it off the exchange, right? There's always, and there's there's fees into the exchange, fees out of the, it's always like in the UK, for example, if you sure, send I, some I, money in, it's always two or three pounds just to send money. Like, you know, like that that's crazy. And then there's, you never know the that you're going to get hit with uh of course you have the the on-chain fee that has to be factored into this from the exchanges but then there's always the extra fee on top as well so yeah i mean if you're doing if you're doing like a hundred dollars per paycheck it's probably much more expensive even to do the exchange because you have on-chain fees and you got to move money into the exchange right Mm -hmm. whereas this is we're getting the direct deposit so there's no fee on on it on it coming in and then there's no on-chain transaction fee going out and you know we get we get economies of scale right because we're able to do bulk purchases prior to prior to sending it out and you know one of the great things about bitcoin is that you can actually do batch uh, sends out um, which can uh, you know at scale really reduce the cost of on-chain fees so we're able to we're able to eat that all right, man. Well, where are you getting your liquidity from? Because you guys, are, you're, I'm sure you're pretty big as it is and going to be getting bigger. Um, what, what's the kind of uh, thinking there? Yeah, I mean, we basically work with, uh, right now we work with exchanges in the US and OTC desks. Um, okay. It's kind of where we're, where we're going. I, I think that as we continue to grow even more, we'll focus more on OTC desks um, because that's just... You know, you can't you can't do extremely extremely high levels, uh, uh, high high volumes on the exchange. You're just going to move the market, right? Uh, eventually, um, I would love to I'd love to, to to eventually buy from miners as well. So then, you know, uh, that'd be that, cool. Would, yeah. So that would be that that might be you know part of, part of the end game um, because I don't want the. the you know, one question that people often ask me is like, when do we do the purchases? And my answer to that is that we don't, we don't have a, a, a reliable time. And the, re, the reason why we want to be random with that is because uh, we don't want people to trade against our 
our purchases, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So if people are trading, cause, cause you know, if people sort of always knew that like, yeah, come the, come the 28th purchases. of each month, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, then, then there would definitely, there'd be some trading traders, uh, enterprising traders trading against us. Hmm. You don't have to answer this. Do you have any mining companies uh, using Bitwage to pay their employees yet? I can tell you that that actually, if we if we look at companies that are sort of in the the the, the Bitcoin and crypto industry, on, only about uh, 12, 15 percent of the companies that use us are in that industry. Um, Holy shit! So, <laughs> so we actually have a lot of non uh, Bitcoin crypto companies using us. Um, uh, in, in fact, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of companies in the services sector use us. Mm. Um, so, you know, law firms, accountants, software development houses, marketers, these kinds of, these kinds of companies. Um, and I, really- I know, um, I know j- just by having, uh, d- done some research on the, on the website and into the company and having some discussions with Mino as well. Um, the, you know, you- <laughs> Have you been kind of has your arm been kind of forced into offering other uh, solutions and tokens to people? Uh, you, you, you've got your Bitcoin T-shirt on, and I can tell straight away you're a complete maxi. But I'd be interested to know how are you like kind of like navigating these kind of waters, especially now because we're going through a bull run and we, we've got all of this you know extra dog shit to deal with and your original story about you had to kind of be careful ever saying bitcoin so you you're like you know kind of appealing to the blockchain crowd like is that the same kind of thing happening now what's the so it's true uh, a lot of employers um want to see that there's more than just bitcoin available so so we have we technically have bitcoin ethereum and stable coins um and, uh, and, you know, I, I almost see it as a Trojan horse a little bit, right? Because, you know, the way that it, one, one of the biggest misconceptions that I see in the entire industry is that Bitcoin is the top of the cryptocurrency. Um, but that's really like a total misconception, right? Because Bitcoin is money. And if you look at like all the other cryptocurrencies in the top 10, they're not money, mm-hmm. right? Ethereum is an is an AWS competitor. Um, so why are you comparing an AWS competitor with money? It makes no sense at all, right? I, 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 want, there, I want someone to come up with like, you know, uh, sort of a, a competitor to coin market cap where you have like the monies and then you have like the AWS competitors and then, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the stocks that are not stocks, right? all kind of separated like this because you know the reality the reality is that there's no reason there's no reason for someone to think oh you know ethereum should be should benchmark its price against bitcoin it should nonsense (laughs) it's total nonsense right what does it even mean for ethereum to to grow against bitcoin it's like oh aws is you know it grew against the us dollar right like it doesn't make any sense at all um, and, you know, I think that, that we can be a part of that education effort. Um, another piece is stable coins. So in the world of stable coins, it turned, you know, there's a lot of people around the world that are not necessarily ready for Bitcoin, but they want, they want dollars. And so they're getting paid in stable coins. 
And the beautiful thing I think about this is that people are learning about public private key cryptography when they're getting paid in this. And this is, in my opinion, there's two uh, big barriers to entry to Bitcoin, which is volatility and public private key cryptography. Um, and if you solve the volatility, if, if people are willing to do the volatility, but like don't learn the public private key, I kind of, I, I kind of think that this is, this is like a dangerous, dangerous end game. Cause at the end of the day, what's important is for you to be your own bank. Um, and, but if you learn about the public private key piece, the volatility is going to solve itself at the end of the day. Right. Um, you know, you might not get like massive gains because right now Bitcoin's volatile because it's early. You could get Bitcoin now. But if you learn about public private key cryptography, when, you know, the dollar sort of, you know, craps itself out um, and Bitcoin becomes the new standard, it's going to it's going to be extremely easy to switch to Bitcoin. Right. Whereas it's a lot harder to go from non public private key to public private key systems. Um, so that's kind of, that's how, that's how I envision these, these things coming to light. Um, we're very conservative also when it comes to crypto. I mean, we, I, I, I mentioned that we don't have very many. It's not like we have, you know, the list of shit coins. I don't think that people <laughs> should be, you know, have the ability to get their entire salary in like Shiba Inu coin, right? Mm -hmm. That's like <laughs> people are going to get ripped pretty quickly. Some, some kind of yeah, it, it, it's it's <clears throat> totally irresponsible. Um, so that's 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 my outlook on these things. It, it's pretty crazy that uh, that there's not that many people uh, companies within the Bitcoin space that are coming to you and asking you guys that that like I'm thinking of back to the mining question i'm like you know why are great american mining not using bitwage like that seems like such an absolute shoo-in or or you know any of the others or argo or compass or any of these guys uh perhaps compass bad <laughs> bad shill this week but uh you, you know what i mean um that's nuts because the only people that ever want to work for these companies are people that want to get paid in bitcoin and now they have the opportunity to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to, I'd have to, I'd have to check. We might have uh, one Bitcoin mining company, but yeah, we don't have, we don't have all of them. Mm. It's, uh, uh, I think that that for the for Bitcoin companies in particular, they want uh, feel the need to have a, a certain level of of scale of employees before they want to use us because um, when it's early on, when it's like 10, 10 employees. A Bitcoin company, like the finance person, might have the actual like capacity to to pay their their employees himself with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. But as it scales to like you know tens or hundreds of people, that's when that's when it becomes more interesting for cryptocurrency companies, Bitcoin companies, to use us. It's a great HR solution as well, right? I mean, just automate those payments and like you know just forget it. Um, all right. Uh, what was the other thing? And yeah, so benefits matching, huge. There was, there was this craze. It was just pre-COVID, wasn't it? There was this craze going. I think it was being driven out of San Francisco, but I saw it in the uh, the London startup market about this is how the uh, companies were attracting employees. 
to come and work for them. Like employee benefits are uh, X amount per month, or you can um, we'll pay fifty percent of your uh, train ticket, or you know you you get lunch three times a week, you know, with the team, or you know there, there are all these different schemes that were just you know being thrown to try and attract talent to to that business. <laughs> now you're like yeah matching into bitcoin i mean what a way to stack for for like a bitcoin pleb out there that's just like yes what did you just say like, you know for, for yeah. a company so so on the b2b side of things for a company now that can plug into bitwage and then turn around and do their whole employee benefit budget uh based around if you come and work here you can get matching through bitwage and into bitcoin and any Bitcoiner out there with any kind of talent that, you know, perhaps hadn't even looked at that business before is like, yeah, I'm coming because they know, yeah. they know they can supercharge their earnings and move their retirement age forward by 10 to 15 years minimum. If they just get into that and do a hundred percent paid in Bitcoin, you match it or whatever, you know, obviously you won't be able to do a hundred percent, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, 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 you know, I think probably some some maxis will will not like me for saying this, but um, part of the benefit suite of doing the deductions is that you can almost like have a maximum limit of someone's salary. And the re main reason why I mentioned this is because you know the maxi in me is like get 100 percent of your salary in Bitcoin. But the reality is that there's a lot of people who don't understand this stuff. And like, if they were to do that, um, you know, they might not, they might not even be able to pay for their everyday expenses. Right. Um, and you, you're not, you're not going to get hundred percent matched from the company either. Right. Like, the, you no, know, you're definitely they, not going to get, they, they're gonna, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's another, you know, I think that's another way to sort of like get people started with doing a low risk amount because a lot of people like in the U S you have this like matching 401k. And the idea is that people just match enough to get the maximum of that match, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So these people who like don't know anything about Bitcoin at all, you know, they'll be incentivized to just do just that amount, right? Fifty dollars every paycheck is not is really not that bad. I don't think it's going to break anyone's anyone's pockets, and it's going to help them save, right? Um, and uh, I think that's important. And as much as I'd love everyone to get their entire paycheck in Bitcoin, the reality today is that it's dangerous for a lot of people to do that, right? Um, and the employers don't want that liability, right? They don't want to, you know, hear that, you know, the, you know, some some retail person who didn't know anything about Bitcoin got 100% of their salary in Bitcoin. Six months later, you know, there was a, a, a bear market and the guy can't afford food. And he's, you know, coming to the employer being like, hey, like you offered this, what, what, what's the deal, right? Um, so it's important to, 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 to enable protections to be in place, right? As well for the people that, you know, perhaps don't know any better and need, need, need some, some guidance, right? The way I see this playing out over the next two years, uh, especially is that every single company, if they want to stay relevant, are going to have to option the yep. employee or at least, you know, uh, have that kind of um, dangled carrot to use like a legacy. You know, if you work for us, you can accept your, your pay in Bitcoin. 
And it's funny, it takes me back to my interview. Where are we now? November? It's pro yeah, it was a year ago. A year ago, I asked Michael Saylor this question. I'm like, you know, at what point are you going to offer your your uh, employees to be paid in Bitcoin? And he slapped me around on that answer like a little bit. She's like, you know, it's a bit presumptive, isn't it? That I should ever, you know, tell anybody what they would be, um, you know, be paid in. And if they can take the dollars and they can go and buy it themselves. And uh, it was like, fair enough. Yeah, I, I get that. Not anymore, man. Like, I, I, I'm completely of the i'm a hundred i have 100 percent conviction if you want to start attracting the best talent in the space to your business you're going to have to have this option in place there's no doubt i i i think that i think that you know uh the average maybe it'll take five years but it's going to be a no-brainer for the average person to put at least five percent of their salary into bitcoin i think that that's just that's just what's going to happen. And right now it's still kind of new and cool, but we're going to get to a point where people are going to be like, you don't offer the ability for me to get paid in Bitcoin. Like imagine how, Apple how doing that. Even a right? relevant company, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you're like, you're from San Fran, right? Imagine like uh, you've got all the best developers over there and they're looking around because they're in demand still, we're still in the tech world. And they're like, yeah, I could go work for Apple. Or I could go and work for, you know, Jim Blogs Tech because he offers me the opportunity to be paid in Bitcoin. Uh, like, what are you going to choose? Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> and... This is how we have that, that wealth distribution, right? And this is all part of hyper-Bitcoinization and that story too. Yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, my my belief around hyper bitcoinization is that the the path to get there is is actually not going to be led by bitcoin it's going to be led by dollars that that the that the dollar is going to sort of fail on its own um and when it when it does you know that's when people are going to look around they're going to say well what what do we use right i can't actually transact with gold you know uh, the Chinese yuan is heavily manipulated. It, it's always a question whether or not like countries are going to go in and out of the euro, right? What's going to happen with the euro? So, so what what are they, pe people going to want? They're going to want something neutral, something that can't be can't be manipulated. Right? They're going to have that sweet CBDC fall in their laps, though. Is that that's that's uh, my that's, worry? No, CBDC is 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 just another it's just another dollar just another chinese you know chinese yuan there's no i i think that the whole cbdc thing is just not an innovation at all the, the only innovation that cbdc brings is you know more uh uh, uh surveillance that's it i mean mm -hmm. we uh, be, we understand that right yeah, yeah we I mean, understand the, that the huge the huge shot sh the huge shot in their foot would be if they actually enable people to do CBDCs with public-private key cryptography, right, where people could actually hold their own CBDCs, if they did that, I think that they're shooting themselves in the foot because that's just one easy leap to Bitcoin, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the reality is that they're, they're not going to do that, and if they don't do that, then there's then there's there's actually basically no difference to the end user between a CBDC and and, and a regular dollar, right? Um, so, 
um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, people, the reason why the dollars, the dollar will, 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 will go down um, is going to probably be related to inflation, poor, poor monetary policy, right? I mean, we already see this with El Salvador. Their main currency was the dollar. And they're like, well, dollars are being printed to oblivion. We need a hedge against this. What, and, and they chose Bitcoin, right? This is the, the really interesting thing, right? They could have chosen the Chinese yuan. They could have chosen the euro. They chose Bitcoin, right? And that's, that's, that's very telling that already governments are, are, are seeing this um, and, are, and are saying, you know, when the dollar goes down, because every currency has failed, you know, that has been run by governments, right? The longest, the longest running currency that hasn't failed is gold, right? Not run by government. And, um, and so when it, when it eventually loses its dominance as a world reserve currency, you know, all these countries that are already looking at Bitcoin as that hedge, it becomes easy for them to adopt it. And then that, that's, that is the, the impetus, right? That is, you already solve a chicken and the egg problem because, because the egg's already there, the egg's already in place. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. mate. All right. I, I, I want to explain how then I, uh, I came a, um, a user of, of Bitwage just recently, yeah. uh, just uh, four weeks ago, whatever it was, four or five weeks ago, um, because the, uh, the Bitcoin conference, guys, mm. Bitcoin conference 2022, uh, mm. CK um, had a chat with me uh, and said, uh, you know, we, we'd, we'd love to support the show and you know ask you to show the conference and see if there's any euro plebs that might be interested in coming over to uh to miami nice. um and yeah uh you know the the uh the, the option was you got to set up a bitwage account so we can pay you in bitcoin for each uh for each show i'm like okay bam there we go so i can tell you <laughs> it works <laughs> because it was received uh very gratefully and i'm like oh man each day you spend in this in this space something else comes along that just blows your mind because when you play it out the end game when you see clearly the future and you're like this this touches every company this changes everything this gets everybody learning about bitcoin and uh you know so far so good great service Hats off, well done. You've built a Thank great you. product. It's working straight to the hardware wallet. No problems at all. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, awesome. And um, we were supposed to uh, record it already. And I, I'm not sure if I'm overstepping the mark here. I don't know how much you can talk about, but because we're talking about Miami and the conference, uh, oh, is there any, oh, yeah. what, 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 what can you tell us? Anything at all? Um about miami yeah 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 because you were supposed to film last week and i was in miami last week uh well i can tell you that um it's a pretty long process um when it comes to to working with a municipality because um it's not just it's not just um it's not just an executive making a decision right the process is like the executive makes the decision a council then, uh, which provides governance over the executive, approves the decision. Then a, a, an informal due diligence begins, 
And then after that informal due diligence, an official uh, RFP process is created. Um, so right now they're, um, they're in sort of this unofficial uh, due diligence uh, process. One thing I, I do like to uh, say is I, I like to believe that Bitwage was actually responsible for the city of Miami being interested to pay its employees in Bitcoin. And, and the reason for this is back in so either January or February, um, the mayor said, we want to you know, accept Bitcoin for taxes and put the white paper on our website. And we reached out to them and we said, hey, not only should you do that, you should pay your employees in Bitcoin. Um, and we had a conversation with his team. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're going to be paying our employees in Bitcoin, right? So, um, you know, I, I, I like to believe that, that, that we, were, we, we were the instigator of that. Um, whether, but, you know, we, we'd have to hear it from him if they, if they, you know, were thinking about that before we started pitching them on the idea. And it was only a few weeks back that he, he even tweeted, like, I'll be taking 100% of my pay in Bitcoin, right? Mayor Suarez of, of Miami. Yeah. So there's, so there's, there's two things going on there. There's, 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 um, there's sort of this B2C thing where, you know, the mayor can, can, can sign up initially. And then there's the B2B side. So when it comes to like actually working with the city as a whole, it's, it's likely going to, to require the usage of the B2B product because municipalities don't have that automated self-directed direct deposit switch. So it's incredibly unscalable for their HR and finance teams to use something like the Coinbase or the Strike direct deposit functionality. Um, it's a lot more work and the automation that our system provides um, removes all of that work. Um, but they're also doing the uh, direct deposit kind of as like a POC. And um, uh, I think that likely they'll be trying, you know, multiple services for that, for that version. Man, you're in, you're in the right place at the right time. Although <laughs> this isn't, this isn't new, right? Like you said, you launched this in 2014, but all of yeah. these stars are starting to align right now because after he tweeted out about taking hundred percent Bitcoin payment, like then all, I mean, not all, but at least another two or three mayors, uh, yep. And, you know, Mayor Conger, Scott Conger of uh, Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee, he cannot, he, he, he can't take it, but he was saying, I'm going to convert 100% of my fiat into, uh, into Bitcoin. And it just started, it's like, man, this thing is picking up steam so damn quick. And, and you know, a service like yours uh, is going to be so needed by, you know, these, these governments and municipalities around, uh, around the states. So, um Good luck, man. I think you're. Uh, I think you're in a nice position right now, and uh, you know, well done on all the hard work that you've put in so far. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, one of the one of the key things about you know why I think that you know organizations, companies, payroll companies, or whatever will will be interested in integrating us is because we can pay out literally to any wallet. I I basically believe that in five years or less like almost every organization is going to have their own, their own Bitcoin wallet. You know, the banks are going to have them. Mm. People on Venmo already have them. All the fintechs are going to have them. All the tech companies, like you're going to have like a native Google or a native Apple or native Samsung uh, Bitcoin wallet. 
that just comes on your phone when you when you sign up. And I think that everyone is going to have their preferred wallets, right? Whether it's their their hardware wallet, their brain wallet, their non-custodial wallet, or their custodial. And employers are going to need the flexibility to pay out to where people people have their wallets instead of forcing upon them whatever wallet that that they think their users should have, right? Um, so I think that that's a that's another sort of big piece of the puzzle that needs to be solved because you know people don't they don't say today, hey, um, you can only get paid to Bar- Barclays, mm-hmm. right? If if you want your if you want your paycheck, you got to get paid to Barclays. So you got to open an account there. They say, just give me your, your sort code or account routing number or your, your IBAN and we'll just do that, right? And that's, that's where BitWage fits into the puzzle. They say, give me your public key or your ex-pub key or your mm-hmm. list of addresses or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Mate, well done. Very, very well done. Very exciting times. Um, we'll start to wrap it up because uh, I've seen we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes. But uh, yeah. I always ask, one question at the end of each podcast, and that is, if you had just one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? If I only had one orange pill, who would uh, who would I want to give it to? Huh. That's a good question. Let me think. Who would be who would be the uh, the, the the most influential? I mean, really. I think this comes back to comes back to family at the end of the day uh, for me, if I had to, because I'm, I'm sort of selfish with my family. Right. Um, it's kind of caught between, it's kind of caught between my daughter and my dad. One of those two, I'm, I'm choosing <laughs> two, my daughter and my dad. Um, because, uh, because, you know, this is such an important innovation. And I think that, it's important to have my whole, my whole family, uh, on board and because, you know, everyone's going to benefit. So I should make sure my family does too. Oh man. That's, that's very cool. Very, very cool. And it's, um, yeah, again, if I'm overstepping a, a personal question, let me know, but your, your, your dad's obviously watched his son build a Bitcoin business over the last seven years. And I would say it's pretty successful. So there, there's definitely some kind of, push and pull between the two of you. Uh, I have the same, believe me, I have the same. Uh, if, you know, I'd love to orange pill my parents, but, uh, you know, it's, um, seems to be a, a pill too far at the moment. What's, what's, what's the dynamic there? Oh, he's just, I think he's just very conservative, you know, like, um, he, uh, he, I've been trying to tell him to, 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 to get in and he, he's never been like, Oh no, no, no. I don't believe in this. He's just kind of been sitting on the sidelines. It's like, oh, like there's some interesting things happening. It's like, okay, so just buy some. And then he just doesn't do it. <laughs> so, Damn. Um, yeah. I th- I, I, I'm hoping to, uh, my, I actually have a secret sort of orange pill type present for him for, for his birthday. So that's, I think, I think it's coming sooner rather than later. All right. You're going to have to tell me about that on DMs or something so I can perhaps try the same trick. But it's it's actually, it's uh, it's a pretty um, common problem, I would say. Even with the prominent Bitcoiners in the space, it's like, you know, nah, 
can't get them can't get them to even look at it can't get them to even think about it um you know a lot of people that we've looked up to and learned from and you, you just naturally assume that they've orange pilled all these random strangers on the internet surely they've done their family no it's uh it's tough man it's difficult yep all right yep. well i can hear i can hear the baby in the background maybe it's uh, <laughs> maybe it's cuddle time really appreciate yeah. you giving up your time man and um yeah well done built a great business thank you so much and uh hope to meet you uh, in real life pretty soon yeah definitely definitely it's a pleasure thanks for having me hey guys thank you so much for listening and as always thank you huge thanks to the guest jonathan thank you for coming on and sharing all of the work that you guys have been doing over the last seven years at bitwage yes plebs seven years under the belt they know what they're doing they can help you if you want to start converting your salary as a pleb into bitcoin just go and check out the website sign up and away you go it's another way to dca i guess uh, but more importantly if you are a bitcoin only company or if you are a company that wants to offer this employee benefit of paying them in bitcoin you just give these guys a call you're all plugged in it's very very seamless from everything jonathan's been saying it's going to help you out attract the best talent you know who i'm talking to why aren't you paying in bitcoin yet this is the opportunity this is just the plug and play anyway great rip really enjoyed it thank you everybody if you can please go and show some support to the show sponsors that would be much appreciated there's something in it for you of course there are discounts you can hit up shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten that's arguably the most important thing you got to do get that hardware wallet uh you know and douglas wouldn't mind me saying do your own research figure out which one is best for you just get one please please take control use swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten in the us use relay.ch forward slash bitten across europe coincorner.com hit the show uh the the link in the show notes and get your bitcoin 2022 tickets use the code bitten for a 10 percent discount on all categories catch you on the next one guys <laughs>